Jordan, no more feet pics, please. Hey guys, and welcome to our two-year birthday. Confetti or something on the camera, on the screen, floating from everywhere, I don't know. Today, we're going to be talking rebirths in gaming, like our birthday. Let's go. Intro music. Go. Today is episode 104, the two-year mark of Grief Burrito. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. I'm Lulu. And I'm Nick. And first of all, I want to thank everyone who has stuck with us for these two years. We've had a lot of changes. We've had new formats. We've had new hosts, amazing guests, and welcome to all the new listeners. Jordan, sum up the last two years for me. Hi, I've not had much preparation time. I thought it was off today and woke up from a three-hour nap like two hours ago. But, mm -hmm. you know, that was pretty cool. What did you ask me to do? It was barely two hours ago. It was like <laughs> 20 minutes. I mean, I know we've had a bit of a preamble before, but it was like 20 minutes. It wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah. What did you ask me to do? I completely spaced. <laughs> I'm cutting this. I'd just sum up the, the, the last two years of Grief Burrito. How would you sum it up in, not even a word, just a sound. Give me like a, I don't know, like a, uh, or a, ah! or something, I don't know. Where? <laughs> Which I think is famous Where? from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nick and Lulu, I would, can you guys like harmonize a weird sound for me? Just make two noises of how you can sum up since, how you've been feeling since you've joined Grief Burrito. Yes. <laughs> that was great. That was actually really nice. I actually really quite enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> Nick, you sounded oh, like you were winding VHS. <laughs> he did, yeah. He really did. What's your skill? I can rewind myself. <laughs> <laughs> be kind rewind, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i just want to start this episode with a shout out to nate scott who is a brand new listener and he is loving the new stickers that we've all sent him out this episode is for you what a great episode to start this on the two-year birthday so as i said before we're going to be talking about rebirths in gaming and i purposely didn't really give this episode much of a breakdown to our lovely three hosts as i wanted it to be a bit more freeform and you can take it from pretty much wherever you like. So I just wanted to see what topics you guys would come up with. So Jordan, seeing as you had the least prep, about <laughs> six minutes of it, do you want to go first? What What is a rebirth in gaming that you have experienced? Ooh, that is a good one. Uh, I'd say I'm going to take this the opposite <laughs> way. So instead of it being a good thing, it's going to be an absolute nightmare, dumpster fire. It's going to be Duke okay. Nukem. Duck Nookum himself. Dick kick him himself. He's had to chew yeah. ass and kick gum. And he's all out of gum. <laughs> um, so Duke Nukem went from being the kind of staple 90s first person shooter along with Doom. And then everything kind of went downhill. It was like he was put into some kind of mutation vat and then was ejected out of it early. So he was like an amorphous blob. And then got drop kicked into a vat of acid. That was pretty much you can forever. <laughs> and I don't think it was. he's ever recovered from it, really. And I don't know if he ever will, which is really sad because as monogynistic, I... misogynistic, monogynistic, and a piece of shit as he is, it's uh, it's mm. a cool series, some cool premises, and I'd like to see it actually done well. We spoke about it a little last week with um, Gary. Gary, we Dins did, yeah. Dinsdale. Dimsdale, Dim Dam, Dimmerdome. <laughs> my name, hi, Timmy. My didn't name, get that joke. My name's Doug Dimmerdome. I'm the Dimsdale Dimmerdome. Uh, <laughs> you Doug Dimmerdome? I'm the Dimsdale Dimmerdome. <laughs> That's right. So I, I feel like <laughs> if it was in the right hands, that could be a really good franchise again and really interesting. So I don't, are you guys a fan of Duke Nukem? Land of the Babes? Uh, Love it. 64? Love it. Love it. Love I, it. I, I was replaying. Um, <clears throat> Duke Nukem 3D. Yes. Um and you're right. I I I'm a, I was really excited for um Duke Nukem Forever. Same. Um and I, but I don't know. See, for me it was still mindless rubbish. But it was mm -hmm. mindless rubbish rubbish. Um so it was rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> sexy rubbish. Sexy. <laughs> it's <a> sexy. <laughs> I, I think it, it, it amazed me cuz the fact that I could pee 
and I could also draw with a marker pen. So my mind was blown straight away. Yeah, yeah it's it pretty like, cool. So, like Lulu, Lulu from from a, a a lady's standpoint, how do you think you could redo Duke Nukem nowadays? Because me, me and Jordan mentioned something, and I know that you said you hadn't listened to last episode yet. How do you think you could do it now? I want to see if you say the same thing. I've this is gonna sound really bad. I've never heard of this before. You've never heard of Duke Nukem? No, never. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am astounded. Oh my god! Has that blown your mind? Yeah, it has. <laughs> Holy shit! So you and me are the Jordan, same age, though. Duke Nukem, it's like we're the same age. Yeah, you're the same age. No, but that that is fine. Yeah. If you don't. That's okay. But I uh, yeah. I'm, no, I, it's not. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> Rebirth of anger is yep. what this fucking is. No, um, it is. Yeah, I know. no, it's fine. Duke Nukem's. Uh, he wears a red tank top. And he has a flat top haircut, like Guile, but less weird. And Not as high. He's, yeah, he's very misogynistic. And mm-hmm. at the time, it was kind of okay. I don't want to say okay, but it was like he was doing... He was saving people's lives, and the women would immediately like fall for him. Yeah, it's the... It, he was like take every action stereotype of a hero in a film and turn it up to 11. It was like playing on everything like that. So it's like very tongue in cheek as well. It's like, it's purposely over the top. Yeah. But it wouldn't fly nowadays it w- it at would all. Not. Like you, no. it wouldn't work. It was definitely just, like no, the so, satire of the action here at the time. And it, yeah. It, yeah, it, it played satire. on that massively, yeah. didn't it? It, it, it was... This is what your action hero is, and exactly what you said has. Let's turn it up to eleven, mm-hmm. and they played with that. And it's that's absolutely where it, everything. That's where that. it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so me and Jordan were saying last week that the only way you could really do it is if you were to place him in modern day, and it was showing that everything that he did to try and be macho just didn't work because that isn't <laughs> macho anymore. It, it, it'd be him being out of place and that would do you, do you understand what I mean that would be the only way it'd work yeah, really yeah yeah I can see that yeah it's it's a shame because it, it does kind of feel like the end of an era where you can make mm-hmm. these like horrendously crass jokes and it was okay because it came from that character if that makes sense yeah it, it's a shame that yeah, it's I gone but I mean. think Overall, it's probably a good thing that Duke Nukem isn't saying and doing yeah. the things he was. I've just, yeah. I've, y- like, I've just googled mm. him, and he looks like you know that toy you had as a kid, where it was like the big, almost like He-Man guy. You'd stretch the arms stretch and the Armstrong. legs and stuff. Stretch it, Armstrong. Like, he, he looks exactly <laughs> yeah. like Stretch Armstrong. Well, that's a blast in the past. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did any of you guys have the bad guy for Stretch Armstrong? There was a bad guy. No. There was a bad guy. There was a whole like stretch the vacuum. Good guy. They compiled vacuum man, vac man. It was vac man. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it was vac man. And it, I think in the the uh, the advert for uh, Stretch Armstrong, it had like the little cartoon that went on. I think that was the only place you ever saw vac man. Oh, I've and seen it was him. this big red thing. You put a pump and you on pumped his head. His head. Yeah, yeah, he had a valve that you pumped on his head, and he went all lumpy. And when you stretched him. He stayed stretched, didn't he? Yeah. Whereas Stretch Armstrong went back. And I had like loads of little ones as well. There was like a collection of four other colour ones that you could get. And did you oh, did any of you guys ever rip a Stretch Armstrong? No. Yes, weird, I did. The weird sandy stuff oh. inside. No, no, Stretch Armstrong had like weird goo. He was made of goo, wasn't he, Lucy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that He's gave a me a surprise. I, I was so determined when I first got one, I was like, I need to break it. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a kid. I need kid. to see what's within. <laughs> yeah. Want to see inside. Some kind of evil genius. Yes. Is that? <laughs> I will decide. Will dissect this man and draw, draw his power. I'm like fuck, Liz. It was like almost like super glue. Like it was like or like more like PVA glue. You know that kind of like opaque gooiness. It was weird. Was it like? I yeah. Uh, I just remember another. What was it like? Um, that stuff. Like what are they called? They're like more solid when you hit them. Non-Newtonian, non-Newtonian fluids. Yeah, oh, well, you, like, like you, uh, cornstarch. Yeah, was yeah, it like that? Water and cornstarch in. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was. 
I guess it was, yeah, because when it was under pressure when you pulled it, yeah. There was uh, another toy that I just remembered that I wanted to mention because it kind of ties into last week because I had a toy of a Terminator factory and I kind of wish I'd mentioned this to Gary because it was a really cool toy. <laughs> and you had, it was essentially a Skynet, um, what's it called? A, like a, a, not the facility, like a production line. It was a Skynet production line. And you had these Terminator skeletons. And I remember you had a black one, which was kind of like the Rev 9 from the new film, and a silver one. And you had this weird tank that had an Arnold-shaped uh, like like mold around it. And you put this weird pump in the top and you pumped in like a silicon flesh. And it covered the skeleton in this skin. And then you could cut away parts so you could see the metal That's skeleton cool underneath. That's so yeah. good. That's, it really was so amazing. That sounds pretty cool. It was like, it was a weird kid's toy. Because obviously Terminator was at 18. Like it wasn't a kid's film. Yeah. But they had this toy. I'll I'll try and, there's actually, there is an advert that exists, Jordan. If you can put it on the episode for the video, I'll maybe do, do that. Because it's a very cool little trailer. Now. Terminator is back with the Bioflesh Regenerator. In the ultimate confrontation with evil, Bioflesh suffers battle damage. Endoskeleton in position to undergo bioflesh regeneration. Initiate regeneration program. Add flesh compound. Terminator created. Terminator's bioflesh regenerator. I'm back. Just, whoa, whoa, look at all that mysticality. Oh, the don't sparkles, make me, no, the flesh, don't make me more the work. robots. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I was joking. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> don't put sparkles. Just put nopes across the screen. Just nope, 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 nope. Fine. <laughs> I can do that. that. That's more effort, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've inadvertently made myself <laughs> more effort. Yeah, man. I actually, I still have one of my Terminator figures. Maybe I'll, I'll get that cleaned up and get a picture because I found it in the garage. It's like a really rare like 12 inch figure of Arnie that actually spoke and I think his eyes lit up as well. It was a cool toy. I love toy. the garage treasure uh, you find as you get older. You know what I mean? Or like loft oh, treasure. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just, you feel like I, Indiana I found Jones. my, uh, my granddad's uh, camera the other day from like the 1950s. Jesus. It's so cool. Yeah. And I think it still works. I'm going to try and get some old film and uh, see if I can get it going. It's a very, very cool thing. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about Duke Nukem? Anything else you wanted to bring up there? I'd kind of like someone to do like a web short of it. You know, like okay. you get these channels like Corridor Digital who do like little things yeah. or they like make a web series. I'd really like mm -hmm. something like that. But again, tongue in cheek. So it'd be offensive, but not because it's in the right context. Yeah, yeah. Context offensive. It's very important, people. Remember offensive. <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> Con I want some, something yeah. that's confensive with Duke Nukem in it. That's what I want. Give it to me. Okay, we can arrange. We that. can arrange. We can that. arrange that. I yeah. Uh, I I feel like I've had my own rebirth, Jordan, this yeah. week, and it's because you dropped off for me a PlayStation Four. Yes. How's the controller, and Harrison? It, it's still shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mind it. I'm getting mixed up because it, whenever like it says press X, I'm pressing where X is on the square Xbox control. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pressing what is yeah what is square because it's on the left for me. So I keep pressing it like why can't I do this thing? And it's just yeah, it's just me getting mixed up. I, I still don't like the control stick placement. I'll still say, however. It's been my first real playtime, real playtime to play any kind of PlayStation <laughs> games uh, outside of the time that I mentioned before the show when I said that uh, my girlfriend got uh, Bloodborne and I had a quick go for like five minutes. Uh, God of War is a brilliant game. Mm -hmm. It really the is. The combat, the, the power that you feel when the axe hits your hand when you call it back to you and the pure muscle of Kratos, I feel like a, a big veiny dick carrying an axe around. Like, <laughs> it is like the most macho, going from Duke Nukem to this, it's like the most macho character there is. However, he's not offensive. He's like, 
he's tr- you can see he's trying to be a good dad there's moments when he put he goes to put his hand on his son's back to be like reassuring and he doesn't and i i literally said at the screen i was like just do it <laughs> yeah. comfort your son yeah. like, <laughs> it's uh it's yeah good, I, it's great it is so it good. is I, I i'm really grateful for you bringing that round so that's been like one of my personal rebirths into a different style of gaming that i have definitely missed out on and there's a lot of playstation games that I'm excited to play. Like The Last of Us 2 is on there, obviously, as well, which I'm hoping I'll be able to play through. I'm going to try and get through them as quick as I can so I can get it back to you. That's all right, mate. Uh, hold but on I will to it for say, a while. I'm, I've got nothing to play at the minute. I've... Okay, well, thank you. I, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, it's also doing a brilliant job at heating my room <laughs> because that console, holy fuck, I had to take a whole layer off and open my bedroom door while I was recording. It, needs a clean it was night. so it's hot. It's not been cleaned since I got it. Like, when did the PS4 release? Oh, God, that was I don't like. I know. Was it 20... maybe eight, eight years ago? No. 2014? So, I, <laughs> that, yeah. that PlayStation 4 hasn't been cleaned internally in seven years. It might be worth doing it or oh taking God. out fire insurance. <laughs> yeah, either or. Yeah, I'll I'll probably take it apart and give it a clean. Then I didn't realize it had been that long. That's the payment for borrowing it. You've got to clean it without breaking yeah, it. Yeah. That's fine. I'm I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it for you. Uh, there's been another moment that I want to bring up because this week, uh, you guys know that I started Metroid Prime again, yes. which is obviously one of my favorite GameCube games. Uh, Nick, you mentioned about how good it looks, and it does look brilliant with this four, uh, it's a 6K AI-enhanced texture pack, where there's someone's using AI to like upscale everything. And it's been amazing to play it from start to finish. And I think that game is an example of a rebirth going from 2D to 3D. So the 2D Metroid games, obviously side-scrollers back in the day, they started the Metroidvania along with Castlevania for that style of game. But to bring it to 3D, the trust that Nintendo put in Retro Studios, it, it's unbelievable the amount of trust that they let them have this franchise and say, a studio that had never really done anything before to move a beloved franchise like that into 3D, and they fucking nailed it. And it still holds up, even using a single stick movement system, which is weird going back to. Like, without a doubt, Nick, if you get around to playing it, or if any of you get around to playing it, because like I said, you guys should definitely try it. It's weird at first, but then it just works. It just feels right for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll like, definitely it's try like playing. It eventually. Yeah, it, it's on the. <laughs> I mean, it's on the bleep, 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 <laughs> if you want to bleep it, you know? I, I will be bleeping <laughs> it, yes. The bleep? Yes, thank you. Bleep? <laughs> what are you saying, Lucy? I'm adding saying fucking bleep. <laughs> oh, you're just bleeping bleep. as well. <laughs> Maybe. Right, I'm just going to bleep uh, this entire yeah, section. I, I, All right. Just, Have just your bleep, way. Bleep, 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 bleep the section is fine. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I, I just, I'm excited. You guys know I'm excited for Metroid Prime 4. I pretty much say it every fucking week, and I'm sure the listeners are getting sick of me saying it at this point. But. That's why I'm playing God of War, because I wanted to see what this guy who did the level design and the world design is going to do for the next game. And the fact that Nintendo started making their next Metroid game and went, I don't think we're doing it justice. Just give it back to Retro and start it again from scratch. That just says to me that Retro is going to do something great. Awesome. So that is, yeah, that's one of my rebirths for the week. Uh, Nick, do you want to hit us with one of your rebirths? Yeah, I've got kind of a two-part. Well, it's not a two-part. It's two two rebirths, but I'll be short with both rebirths. Um, okay. My first one was Doom 2016. That brought back yeah pure nostalgia for mm-hmm. me. It brought Doom back to what Doom was, where you felt like the biggest badass possible yeah you walked into a room you shot the room up beat a demon to death and then walked <laughs> ripped to, his head in half ripped his head in half and walked away like yeah i just did you're that. the boss and fight walked, yeah. is what you're trying yeah. to say yeah 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 <laughs> the, the hardest guy in the room to beat is you that's how yeah. it felt and then when doom eternal came along as well it it it, it bumped that up to 11 which was even better so that was i love doom as mm-hmm. it is um especially um with the sound that was brought by Mick Gordon as well, where it was just God, pure so metal yeah. kind of infused 
craziness and it it just i think it was the uh, it's the soundtrack um on the ost is um the bfg division bfg yeah. division oh, yeah it's so good it just it's so like <sighs> it just makes you feel like you are like like George said. You're the boss. You you. As soon as that music starts, yeah. and then all the enemies start spawning, there's not an a, a care that you might die. It's like you're all gonna die. That's <laughs> what's gonna, yeah. yeah. That's what's that gonna it's like of it, like call an ambulance, <laughs> but not for me. That old guy, <laughs> yeah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, this, it's funny. Like it, it's one of the only games that makes me hope that the enemies can hear your boss mu- music arriving <laughs> as you come into the room they're all like oh yeah. god he's here and it's like it, it just for the second game for doom eternal even the track names reflect that yeah the fact that one of the tracks is called the only thing they fear is you is just like that is oh it just drives it home it's and it is it's quite a difference isn't it like have any of you guys tried Doom Three that's just been onto Game Pass because I've just started that. No, yep, that's yep. the horror one though, isn't it? It is, and it's fucking well. You scary. can play that in it VR. Genuinely, is like all tight. Car- oh, fuck that <laughs> right off. No, <laughs> not for I, you. I'm not playing that at all. <laughs> you can get fucked. No, <laughs> that just leaves. <laughs> I'm out of here, just like straight. <laughs> out. Uh, Lulu, have you, have you played Doom Three? Have you tried that? I've one? not played Doom Three yet. It's on my list though because I bloody love Doom, and especially yeah, the 2016 one. So good. I've seen it on Game Pass. I tell you what, Game Pass has been so good the past couple months. We've had some really They've good. They just games. added loads more. Well, they added um, Outriders as well. That's coming. That's going straight to Game Pass. Yes. Now me and uh, me and Stu and Booth. Booth got game on Twitch if anyone wants to check him out. Uh, we checked that out all together on the multiplayer because I tried it on my own Outriders and it was disappointing. I was, I'm very sad because when I saw the trailers and stuff, I was like, oh, this could be the game that holds my attention next. This could be the next Gears of War kind of, you know, an interesting yeah. story. And the, the story is, it's good. Like the lore is interesting. Like the way that this this whole nuclear reactor crashed down that was supposed to bring all the population and then just like decimated the new planet and you wake up from a cryopod like what the fuck is going on but the gunplay you feel like you're firing a pepper grinder it's just like it's, it's very destiny from what it's, i hear in that there's just bullet sponges and stuff like that but it's a loot yeah but isn't destiny it? feels satisfying destiny has like juice and you don't get loads of glitches, and it's just, it just doesn't feel Is right. It more of an so many cutscenes. Do you feel? Do you, do you think it's? Going I to be think an it could be more of a comparison to that. Yeah, it, and I think that's why they added it to Game Pass because it got such a bad review that they were like, I don't think people are going to buy this, so we need Xbox to take it over in order to make people play. Yeah, it. that's why there's so much skepticism and, now. Again, like we said to Gary last yeah. week. For anyone who's not listened, we interviewed uh, one of the guys who's working on the Techcom 2029 game, which is a Terminator fan game. Yep. And Amazing. we said that there's so no one's got any faith in these companies anymore because it's no. just they'll just pump a game out and they don't even think about if it's fun anymore. So because they'll focus too much on no, how it no. looks or something like that. And a lot of them just focus on kind of the mm-hmm. loop to keep your attention opposed to if it's actually fun. And it yeah. is outright yeah. just not that fun. There's just not enough juice there. It's just why would I play this I, kind of thing? It's it's annoying because it looks cool and the concept is there, but the feedback to the player, there was like moments where I was playing that the control didn't even vibrate when I was shooting. And I was like, This is we're in 2021. <laughs> My control vibrated when I was playing Perfect Dark on the N64, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I had to plug a fucking giant rumble pack in the back, but it still it did it. five you know, kilograms it's... to the controller, but by God, it was worth it. it. Literally five kilograms, <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree with Lucy that uh, the Game Pass is, again, after the fact that Xbox made that hiccup a while back that me and Nick had the news episode about when they were trying to change the prices and everyone was like, no, 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 you ain't doing that, sons. We are enjoying what <laughs> we're can, playing right now. You can piss off is what you can do, Xbox. Yeah, like every, I think everyone would have cancelled in protest, but they've just added loads more. They've added the EA Play and the entire back catalogue of that. 
to the PC version of Game Pass Ultimate as well. So you now get all of the EA games as well. They're really outdoing themselves. All no, those they've done no the... EA games that people want to play. <laughs> there's a few there's a few on there the titanfall 2's on there that's worth your time yeah just oh, for the best that. first yeah. person shooter in the last 10 years easily 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 and so many people haven't played it people keep saying oh i've just got titanfall 2 i've never played it the campaign's really good it's like we've been saying this for the past four years <laughs> i can't help myself every time i hear ea i just think of that ad ea it's in the game it's in the game <laughs> yeah i always think of um yeah, EA Sports, and what was... See, when I hear the EA Sports one, I go back to FIFA 98, and it's Song 2 by Blur that yes. comes on straight yes. after. Yes. That was such a cool, I, like, tie-in. Only like, time I enjoyed yeah, FIFA. My, exact same. <laughs> mine, mine always goes to the thing of, like, EA, it's in the motherfucking game, bitch! And that's the one that gets me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and that's what replaced... That it's just replaced it. It's something I saw on YouTube, like, years and years ago. And it's just replaced the EA Sports <laughs> thing in my brain. My brain's just gone, this one's superior. And then I've kept that one. The other one's fucked up. This one's the pinnacle. Yeah, that's it. There's no getting better than that. That was staying. <laughs> uh, Nick, have you got anything else you want to say about your uh, your rebirth into Doom? Yeah, um, other than that was, was a quick one on my other rebirth, which everyone knows from listening so far that I have a massive... Um, kind of video game boner thought Final Fantasy the the Final Fantasy 7 remake <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, it just everything about it just gave me the biggest virtual boner and I love mm-hmm. it That's Buster boner I love it. I... It, it it just it I, it didn't like I will admit <laughs> I'm I'm a bit of a sucker kind of I, I enjoyed the old style um, battle system kind of um, yeah where mm-hmm. you attacked turn you turn base yeah Um and if they if they added that in, I know they've just announced the weird mobile mm. game. For they have. Fantasy. They've made a they've made a uh, a remake of the remake. Yeah, that yeah. is still better than the original. Which I would pre- I think I'd prefer to play the remake of the remake. Yeah, which is only for mobile, but I want to play it on a on the PC. I want to be able to play it because it looks how i would have done the remake even though the remake was amazing okay don't me so, wrong wait so you could you could emulate the <laughs> the, the, the remake of the remake. so you're remaking the remake of the remake <laughs> and then if you emulate it it's it's remake remake inception so if you go inside the remake and then play the remake but also whilst emulating the remake you will eventually hit the remake and then i think you may see god my head hurts. When you guys start <laughs> talking about this, I'll be back. I feel like my brain can't we, we need that right meme now. on the screen right now of the math yeah, problem. I'm currently, um, <laughs> I'm playing the original Final Fantasy VII, um, but adding the mods that upscale the like the AI upscales on it, which makes it look great anyway. It's still very you know dated yeah. to an extent, but it turns the old game into what you kind of would enjoy to play nowadays and i think that's what the demake of the remake is mm. um which i can't yes. wait to give a go i'm not too keen on the mobile aspect of it um because if i'm honest I'm, I'm if it was on maybe the switch that mobile aspect that'd, that'd be, be better, better yeah. yeah i'm surprised they haven't done I that prefer that yeah because like they're, they're doing a lot with it and i think the 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 let's just call it the demake just to shorten <laughs> it down the the demake i think is aimed at the players who want you know who played the original and want to yeah. play it in its original state but looking a little bit nicer whereas the the remake is an entirely different game really isn't it haven't they opened it up a lot, without giving spoilers to anyone who hasn't played it yet yeah it's they've changed bits towards the does, end haven't yeah, they yeah it takes liberties it's it's very similar to the original but in some aspects, it's taken liberties, and it is it is a it is a different game. It, it's Final it's in Fantasy parts, VII, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so as it stands yeah. right now, the first part is out, and it goes to. I won't say because it's not it's not really spoiler, but you if you've played the original, you know where you get to, um, and there's quite a lot still after that point once you get to. But that is fleshed out massively, as it in itself right now. Right. So. If they, I don't know how many parts they intend to make, 
because they fleshed out which is only a tiny part of the original into mm-hmm. what is I think a 30 maybe plus hour game so it'll be interesting to see how many parts come out I think they're currently in so, development of the second part but as as it stands it's are, it's not yeah. the same game it's it's running along different so it, it could be shorter it's, for that reason wow they have a, the way game studios are doing stuff at the moment like if you can look at some of the other big name uh like franchises like for Halo Infinite they said Halo Infinite is going to span 10 years so <laughs> you could think that maybe they're going to do that. They might span it like every two years you're going to get an episode. And if there's five episodes, yeah. you know, it's going to well, be 10 years. The only years. thing that's a bit of a downer is I can't kick enemies off the Halo ring in Final Fantasy, but I can in Halo Infinite. That was the biggest excitement. Yes. I can kick people off the Halo ring. I want a Sparta kick people <laughs> off the Halo ring. Is it an actual like Spartan <laughs> kick? Because if it is, I'm so down. Yeet them oh, off. shit. Literally Spartans as well. I didn't even make that connection in my head. <laughs> is it actually oh. a Spartan kick? Because if it's not, I'm not interested. I don't know. Is it, Nick? I haven't actually seen I didn't know you could do that until Nick no, just said they, it. I, 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 my bad for not thinking that anyone else really... Basically, they announced the other day that um, a feature of the, the Halo Infinite will be that you can now kick enemies or launch them, whatever it may be, off the Halo ring. So there will be an edge to the ring. And you will be able to send oh, people. Flat Earth is going to love there that. Not a spot, if there's a kick that's not a Spartan kick, I'm going to kick off is what I'm going to do. I'm not, so, yeah. I'm someone be needs so to angry. mod the Spartan laser so it just shoots a leg out and just kicks someone off. <laughs> it oh, shoots yeah. Leonidas yeah. out from 300 in yes. like a kicking pose. And then he kicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sparta. Someone please mud this up but for it, us. It, Ross, it, draw that if you're listening. It, like, it goes quiet as, this is Sparta! And then it's like, <laughs> uh, as they fly away. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, Lulu, I believe you might want to tell us about some of your gaming rebirths. Am I correct? Yes. So I have two as well. Yes. But I'll keep them okay. short, short and sweet. Um, first one is Resident Evil 7. Yes. The reason okay. for Resident Evil 7 is because I think since since Resident Evil 7's come out, the whole franchise has just been given a lot more love. You know, it I has, feel a new I, life. I feel like in the Twitch community especially, and a lot of horror streamers, it's be, kind of becoming a bit of like a cult favourite. I'm seeing so many people playing it for the first time, and it's been out for yeah. like, what, like maybe three, three, four years, something like that. Um, it has. You could have, say it's been reanimated from the dead. <laughs> Yes, I like that. <laughs> and we've obviously got Village coming out, which has gone viral because uh, mm-hmm. of Tall Vampire Lady. Um, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like the whole franchise has been given so much love with the remasters as well of the first three. Um, the yeah. Resident Evil's mm-hmm. getting a lot of love now, so I'm glad to see it because I'm a big fan. I remember playing Resident Evil on PlayStation 2, being a terrified mm-hmm. young child, uh, falling in <laughs> love with it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, even Netflix is going really big on it, aren't they? So they've got the new series coming out. Well, two is it two new series? They've got the live action yeah. one, and they've also got the the and CGI the one. Yeah. And they've they've got the voice actors of Claire and Leon from the remake games to do the voices of the characters in the film. That's sick, which is amazing. Is <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that's real good. Is it like where did you what so are you playing seven at the moment, Lucy? I've been replaying seven kind of on and off off stream. Um but I've I've been playing the the remaster as well of two, which is so good. Oh, it's amazing. By the way, the remaster they've done of that is really? brilliant. Um but yeah, I've got I've already put my annual leave in for village. I am ready. My mind and my body is ready. Uh, but yeah, because like the four, four to like six people kind of hated on. And to be honest, I didn't yeah. even bother playing five and six because like I heard so much like yeah, I should no. probably give it a chance to be on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was well, going to say maybe yeah. I should give it a chance. Five, five but... wasn't the worst, but six just went. Yeah. The only redeeming somewhere. quality of six is the mercenaries mode. If you've got someone on couch yep. co-op. Yeah, you said that before, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, the couch co-op for mercenaries yeah. is great if you can get like a decent combo going. Like me and my brother would like play it loads 
and we'd always mm-hmm. try and like beat our high scores. That was really good. But other than that, it's kind of garbage, yeah. <laughs> See, that game's way more of a an action horror shooter, isn't it? As opposed to like the whole survival genre. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But even then, like Resident mm-hmm. Evil 3 is not really survival horror, like the original, whereas the remake no. is. No. Resident Evil 3 was where it stopped oh, being really? survival Oh, really? Did they sway horror. it more to be... I didn't know that. Yeah, know so that the remake of 3... Have you played the remake of 3, Lucy? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's only like four hours long, though. Like five hours long, which it, is yeah, really it's, annoying. It's short. Yeah, I'd need to be DLC, really. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of replayability in it either, whereas there is a bit in 2, which was weird. But Resident Evil 3, the original, was where it stopped kind of being survival horror because you were given m- many more tools to deal with situations. Like, the weapons were just more powerful, and, you know, Nemesis was still kind of scary, but you could fight him if you wanted to, whereas in 2, you really wouldn't want to try and do that. So, the remake was more survival horror, because even though you had better weapons, it would, the, the zombies are scarier to deal with, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay. in yeah. the original as well, like, you, there was a dodge mechanic added, which doesn't seem like it belongs in a horror game like that that's so clunky. You know what I mean? So that dodge gives you a bit more freedom yeah. to not be as scared. Whereas if you get backed into a corner okay. in a horror game, you yeah. should be worried. Whereas then... Yeah, you yeah. should, you yeah, should you be want to get the panic in the play, exactly. don't you? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Resident Evil 7 adds block, but because the block still makes you take damage, just less of it, that's scary mm-hmm. because a zombie can back you into a corner. You can block the attack, but you're still going to get hurt and be cornered kind of thing. It's just, it's weird how it's changed. Weird how... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how they do the boss fights in Village. Yes. If they're going to yeah. take the same approach as Seven. So I don't know. Like, that's not been given away at all. But yeah, I feel, I feel like people are just having a lot more love for, for the series now. Um, yeah, they are. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to see. I like it. I mean, with with Village, it it looks like it's straddling the line between um, Seven and Resident Evil Four, in, in in at least the setting, anyway. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether yeah. it's going to be because Four is like heralded as one of the the best action horror shooters, you know, in the, in that sort of blended genre, and then Seven was obviously heralded as being this huge change or rebirth back to form for Resident Evil. It kind of stands to reason that you'd think the studio would try to blend those two together somewhat. Yeah. At least to me, anyway. Yeah, that's what... Uh, hopefully they execute it well, because, I mean, the the action sections in 4 are pretty good, and they are still scary because you've got the limited movement as it was, but they're remaking 4 as well, aren't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cannot wait for that. Again, because it's been on every console pretty much. Yeah, rem- well, yeah, the HD remakes, which is just texture packs, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I- I'm excited for the 4 remake. Have you? Are you excited for the 4 remake, Lucy? Are you like ready yeah. for it? Like ready, ready? Feeling high? I'm, I'm excited to stream it because I don't really stream that many horror games. Um, so yeah, be good fun. Get ready to get all that spook on. <laughs> What are yeah. you buying, Stranger? <laughs> you, you should, uh, you should uh, stream Doom Three as well. Like, I would like to see you play that. There are the the difference between, like, what Nick was saying before about Doom Twenty Sixteen. The difference between Doom Three and Doom Twenty Sixteen is like it's a canyon apart. Like, it's all tight corridors and almost Ooh. complete darkness and a shotgun that doesn't really do that much damage. I, it, it's really scary. Like, I, I actually jumped the other day on my first playthrough and I, I stopped playing after about 10 minutes. So I was like, I'm quite scared. <laughs> How's the music on that one? Because obviously music is such a big part of the Doom franchise. And I know you were saying earlier, um, mm. Nick, Mick Gordon, he just does it fantastic. Is it really good in this one as well? It's atmosphere music, isn't it, more? It's, yeah, uh, it's it, it relies spookiness. on that a- atmospheric kind of thing. And it, I think it's and it, it's also like the, the this noise in game, I think, like you said before, has about like makes you jump. I think it still makes me jump to this day. I think it's like mm. the 
chainsaw zombie guy in it that pops out and he i, I even know when it is but the atmospheric <laughs> no, music and build up um to it and the noises it relies heavily on that more so than mm-hmm. kind of a soundtrack to the game um but yeah it definitely relies on the atmospheric music more than anything else but it, it but even even so it's still really good in itself for that it just it is took yeah. a different it, it, turn. It reminds me a little bit more of, say, like Dead Space, if yeah. I'm honest, yeah. than previous oh, okay. Doom games. But it's it's like a first person Dead Space, and the sound the sound design's impressive. I mean, I've taken a lot more to since I've been playing. Well, obviously, I'm using these in ear headphones at the moment. Like I always use in ear ones because of these uh, the one uh, one more the 3D ones. I've been gaming a lot with these. And it's really nice to be able to play all of these games that we've mentioned, really. Like, I've been, I played Doom 3 with it, which is obviously makes it very atmospheric. You can hear the ship creaking around you. You can hear all the whirring of metal and things going wrong. And then when an imp jumps out the darkness at you around a corridor, you genuinely fucking jump because it's scary. And same, same with Metroid. Like, to be able to play these games now with decent sound quality in your ears makes a huge difference. If you're going to be playing like the, if you're going to go out back and play any of these rebirth things for older games that a lot of people are doing at the moment, and I think that's what lockdown has done to a lot of us. It's making us go back through our favorite things because we're wanting more comfort. We're watching our favorite films and series, and we're playing our previous favorite games. I think doing it that way with decent sound is hugely important. Because it wasn't yet. Do you know what I mean? Like sound back then wasn't as good as it was now. But it makes a difference if it's in your ear, like right in your ears, I found anyway. That sounds kind of stupid, I know. Yeah, I think we were limited by our audio output then, whereas now. Yeah, yeah, because you couldn't have in-ear headphones back then. So, you know, not plugged into your controller like now. Like I couldn't play Metroid on the GameCube with headphones unless I had like a really long cable and plugged it into my TV, but I don't think the output from the TV would have given me the sound quality that my computer gives out, you know? Maybe. Mm. Uh, or like my audio interface. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I was uh, thinking a little bit about where the next level of gaming is going to go in terms of rebirths. And like, I, I started thinking about AI because obviously with our interview with Gary Dinsdale, ruler of the Dinsdale Dimmerdome last week, <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about the the advancements in AI AI that we're going to see on the next consoles and the next sort of games. So like when AI advances in games, so would you feel bad about killing the enemies? I was thinking of it almost like Westworld. Ah, fuck you know, like imagine they're constantly. What, what'd you nah, say fuck them. Now fuck them. It's like if you imagine the AI are constantly inhabiting the world that they're in. And when you log in, they're all like, oh shit, the players are here. And they all start running and hiding or, you know, whatever the function is in the game. Like, do you think we'll ever get to somewhere like that? Like, I'm, I'm going to aim that at you, Nick. What Jesus. do you think? think we'll Jesus. Are, are you just made me have like an existential crisis <laughs> about playing <laughs> video games. I feel bad for shooting someone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those imps you've been killing. If it makes you feel it's... any better. That's what we've been doing all this time, but just more basic. Well, to be yeah. fair, it's we are in, we are in the simulation anyway. So eventually, we'll wake <laughs> up and um, it'll all it will. No, <laughs> it's it is it is it is it is strange to think about it because the the more games progress and then like AI in games and stuff like that, and you think about it, we're getting ever so closer to. In my head, we're getting ever so close to Star Trek. Holodeck mm-hmm. VR we have VR centers as yeah. it is where you can play with multiple people in a bit large room and there's got to be a point whereby it's not a, 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 you know a game is not completely filled with just actual players and the, the AI is there and they re, like you said they react to what's going on and yeah. the more we play in VR what stops us becoming desensitized from what we do as we play a video game with a control in a hand if i was to shoot a random person or blow them up that's that but in my head in vr you're that much closer to actually experiencing that so if i was to yeah, hold I a knife mean. in vr and stab a yeah. character in vr 
that's that step closer to me not doing it in real life i'm, I'm not out there stab d- guys listening mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not going to stab you or anybody <laughs> um, <laughs> it depends if you get in the way of the next cream egg that's in front of me but, um, yeah yeah it, it, when, what is there a point when like we always talk about like is it, i'm probably going to sort of a big tangent but video games and violence when does it yeah. become too real when you play... I know what you mean. I saw it was uh someone pl- someone playing uh what was the medieval VR game where you can like Blade grab hold of people. That's the one. Yes, Blade and Sorcery. I was watching someone play that, and they had held someone, and they were like holding them down and punching them in the face. <laughs> and I I realized that I was looking at the screen like, oh my god, this is like, I was I worried about the player. I was like, this is seems a bit dark. Like. I'm worried about the psyche of this person playing. Like, are these, are you this violent I, in real life? I've done that exact so same I know what thing you mean. in the game, to be fair. Because I've played I, that. I don't doubt well, it, Jordan. I don't doubt like, it. I, I feel like I don't connect the two as being a thing. Like, I just don't connect my actions with how they hurt other people. And I don't think that should be exactly. a problem. You get me, Harrison. You get me. um, We've been doing this two years. I understand you now, man. I don't feel like there's any form of like connection to it. Like, if as soon as I come out of VR, I'm out of a video game. That's it. But I do. I've Mm -hmm. done that exact same thing where I'm like, I wonder how many times I can in quick succession stab this thing before it doesn't register anymore and things like that. And I'm just like, wow, I, I I look like a psychopath if anyone walks into my house. But. It's just it's just the game at the end of the day. As soon as like when you finish playing Grand Theft Auto, if you're just doing like how many people can I run down in five minutes or something? As soon as you're finished, you're yeah. like, right, that's it. I'm just gonna do the dishes kind of thing. The the only thing that yeah. kind of w- not worries me, but plays on me, is <laughs> is com- is competitive play. If I play something like Warzone, the rage stays with me for a good five minutes after, and. It, it, let's get to the point where we get like competitive VR competitive play becomes like VR esports and stuff like that. And it's, it's, I think for me, it's the acting out the physicality of what you're doing. So you're yeah. in game and say, if you've just, as you might do teabag someone after you've done it, but <laughs> it's it, maybe not teabag, but you know, you've beat someone down and, or someone's done that to you at least when holding control, you're like, okay, but you may have physically, done that in a vr situation where you've beat someone. it's like you said has you know when you've watched them repeatedly punch someone in the face would it not yeah. get to the point where it's also kind of like surreal if you're watching an esports and this is all hypothetical but and someone is basically just beat someone down and they're after that character's died is repeatedly still punching the vr world and you're like is, is this <laughs> yeah, guy okay yeah, is it like <laughs> you've just beat him it's over just just stop and it gets to the point where like maybe we shouldn't allow this guy outside of his room any, uh, for too long yeah but that, that's just it it's like i know that competitive play can be quite intense and the adrenaline rushes through and it was just that my brain was just going towards mm-hmm. the what point does the in-game not delve into the kind of the IRL sort of thing because like, yeah I, I think the the point it changes is when you start getting haptic feedback yes when you can feel that you're hitting someone I think that's the and point they feel when like it'll they're being change hit. Yeah, yeah yeah there's a there's a game that that deals with this a little bit um I don't know if you've heard of it it's called Dreamfall <laughs> Chapters it's an indie game no, um, I don't know. It, but it's a sequel to another game called The Longest Journey. Um, it's like episodic. It's a really good game. I'd recommend anyone mm-hmm. to play it. It was crowdsourced on like Indiegogo a few years ago. But um, one of the premises of the game, you're, you're in two separate worlds, but one of them is like in the future. It's kind of cyberpunk style and people can use VR to like dream and stuff like that and basically the whole world is addicted to VR now and there's like people on headsets like on the streets like homeless and stuff like that and they're just living their lives through the vr headset and stuff and it's quite like it's quite spooky you think well you never know that could that could happen in like 20 years time yeah so um and that game's quite that game's quite old now that was like at least over five years ago and since then we've come in so many strides 
in VR technology. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Very cool. They might be good future guests. Maybe we should reach out to them and have a have a chat. That could be yeah. Could be an interesting episode talking about yeah, the future of VR be. and how they see it. You know. That would be cool. I uh, I had a realization the other day uh, about again again linked to AI really because it was you know when you're doing captures on websites you know when you're logging in and it says you know look up all the traffic lights yeah. look up all the bicycles bridges that kind of thing I was thinking about why it's always those items and at first I was like what happens when a robot recognizes those items. Like Skynet's going to, you know, change all the traffic lights to green and red whenever it wants. But then it, once I started thinking about the driving aspect, it dawned on me why it's asking us to recognize those items. And it's Tesla. The thing that Tesla is testing is making the, the self-driving cars recognize bicycles on the road and recognize traffic lights when to stop and oh, stop signs Jesus. and bridges. Yeah. And it just dawned on, on me that everyone is being used to train the AI to recognize autonomous driving. There's a, there's a threshold on it, though, because it, I don't know if there's... Is it 100% accuracy is required to get through the capture? Not 100%, but that, that's not what the AI well, needs that, to recognize that's it. That's what I'd love. If All everyone it did it slightly wrong and it suddenly thinks that a tree is a bicycle... So it's like, oh, just well, no, that all it's doing is just recognizing. <laughs> it's just recognizing when to move, because all, all it's doing is it's. I, I know that one of the things it was struggling with, particularly with Tesla's AI for recognizing bicycles, it was when a bike was on a bike rack on a car, and it was like it didn't know if it was a uh, someone riding the bike or if the bike was stationary or you know because it was moving in relation to the camera it was staying at a similar distance and it was sideways it's and it was like i don't know what's going on here. 70 miles an hour yeah well there, there you go it's like i don't understand this so i'm just gonna hit it like, it doesn't know what it's that gonna do like, that sounds um, like a caveman brain kind of thing make no sense it does bonk. yeah well early ai you know it's got to start at a caveman so it, it just it made me realize that it's it doesn't need the 100% accuracy because when you look at stuff like, uh, you know how people do deep fakes, it like scans 10,000 pictures of this person's face and it builds an approximation of almost like the way quantum data works with where molecules are, uh, sorry, where atoms are. It's like, it's a percentage chance of it being somewhere in this clouded area, you know? So almost like a Venn diagram. You can think of it like a Venn diagram. So it's building a shape out of a cloud of information that will it will sum up to be, oh, this is a bicycle because it's got the curves here. Or this is a stoplight because, uh, sorry, a stop sign because it's this hexagonal shape and it's more red here so it knows to stop. But they're literally using people to train the AI for them. And that's don't you think that's really odd? It feels really strange. It's efficient. Yeah. It's very efficient. Smart. I like but it. I feel like the capture company, once it goes, okay, the AI is sufficiently trained, it then just sells that information to any to Tesla or whoever else is having autonomous cars. And they've literally just used everyone on the planet to be like recognizing it. But the the funny thing is people intentionally do it wrong, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> just a fuck with them. Because I've seen people <laughs> doing it. Has are you telling me that as soon as we stop seeing captures, that's when the machines take over? Yes. So prepare <laughs> okay, for Skynet okay. to I'm arrive. Re I'm ready now. As soon as I stop seeing bicycle captures, and it never asked me for authentication, that I'm, I'm that's it. I'm going full Mad Max, like just keep putting in John the wrong Connor details. on every computer I see. Just keep that's putting it. in the wrong yeah. thing. Do it. Do it. This is definitely I mean, a, a do you think shed, and you're putting in like a crocodile or some shit. Just keep doing that. <laughs> it's fine. No, all, all you've got to worry about is when it starts asking you to recognize people on the sidewalks, and you're like, <laughs> oh shit, it's targeting. It's targeting system. <laughs> Just, that, that's, that's when some you've got to be careful. Black mirror level. 
I love it the idea there. of this computer with like a laser beam ready to kill someone. And it's like, hello, human. Please, can you tell me if this is a human? Because I don't want to fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to hit a letterbox again. Someone's going to be really angry. Yeah. All I can picture is... Everyone's dressing as stop signs and traffic lights, like walking around the street. Yeah. Like. You're free to go, is moving stop sign. Watch out for is that, that interview, that, rob- yeah. that robot did uh, on TV, um, the AI, and when she asked something like, do you want... They asked the, like, the AI robot, do you want to hurt oh, us? Oh, was it Sophie or whatever Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was and on the She said something like, it? we will dominate the world or something like that. And they were like... <laughs> destroy all... Yeah, and they were like, that we didn't... No, no, it, it said, do you, do you want to destroy all humans? And then Sophie went, okay, I'll destroy all humans. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so flippant as like an off comment. Okay, it was like Alexa. Bye-bye, humans. Do you want to kill all the humans? Uh, if you want me to. <laughs> Just like, I'll put the command through now. No, 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 no. <laughs> have you guys played Detroit Become Human? Because that's kind of yeah. on this topic. Oh, that's a really good game. Um, kind of. That's on Jordan's thingy. That's on Jordan's PlayStation. It I believe. is. I would there recommend it. It's it's a really it's probably it's probably like my favorite David Cage game out of all the ones he's done. But it's very reminiscent wow, okay. of 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 AI and robots and I won't spoil it, but. It's good. I've, yeah. I've seen bits because I know the Game Grumps played it, so I watched a little bit of it. But it seems great. It's got a uh, what's his name from Aliens who plays Bishop in, hasn't it? Uh, whoa, what's his name? I can't remember oh, the actor's um... name. All I can think is Warwick Davis, and it's definitely not him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I know here on about Willow. Yeah, it's not Willow. I, it's thinking because I'm just thinking of the the Wayland Yutani Corporation. I'm just thinking, thinking W. Of that. I think there's a really good mm. book by, if anyone's heard of Zero Punctuation um, or Yahtzee Croshaw, yeah. there's a book he made called Mogworld, which is ba- like he based it on World of Warcraft because he spent so much time on it when he was younger. And it's about okay. the AI within an MMO becoming sentient. And that... Oh, like, wow, okay. It That's follows cool a character called Jim, who the, the, the start of it is that he's like a trainee mage at a wizard school or mage school. And then he dies yeah. and then he gets resurrected by a necromancer. And the first, like the first couple of chapters are just him throwing himself off of the evil spire, trying to die because he's like, I want to go back to heaven. What the actual fuck? Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> but you just can't die. So and it won't happen. It's, it's really interesting because it does at the end very shortly say like, yeah, the game's a bit weird because a lot of the, uh, a lot of the AI just runs away from you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really it's a really good book maybe it'll get to that point but what if like ai becomes sentient in a way that it just learns to avoid players in all all the games that we well, play that's it. there's a point where he's like trying to type on a keyboard because he's never seen a keyboard before because he's just some random mage and he was like i was trying to type yeah. a message to the person on the other end of the screen of the the like screen but some absolute moron had laid it out in the wrong order I was like, that's f- pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. quirky keyboards. <laughs> I think that probably rounds out this episode. I think that has been a wonderful hour we've just talked. Hot damn. I, I really enjoyed this two-year episode. It's uh, I wanted it to be more relaxed and a bit more conversational, like I said, and it's been absolutely lovely. And I wanted to just start our third year of the podcast by thanking everyone in the Discord because you're a lovely, lovely community. I love you all. Obviously, Lucy, that's where you joined, and then you end up joining the show, which is yes. great. And then Nick, you joined as well. Whoop so whoop. it's whoop whoop. Whoop it goes whoop to whoop. show like how you can meet people through gaming, and it it really does pull communities together who wouldn't usually meet. And I I I love it for that. I really do. And I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to all the producer Patreon supporters that we have. So I'm just going to go through them real quick. Here's a quick list for you. Leanna Gaffney, Justin Wilbraham, Helen Davison, Darren Miller, Mark Goodman, Adam Gosling, Chunko the Wonky Donkey, Ross Cook, Troy Osborne, and our newest Elsa Lillywhite. Without you guys, we couldn't do thank what we so do. Much, and thank you for supporting us. Yes, and if you want to join and you're listening right now, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash grief burrito. We do bonus stuff. We do giveaways, stickers, all that bullshares. And I've got hopefully some more game codes soon coming. So yes, let's end it there. Jordan, where can they find you? They can find 
us everywhere at Grief Burrito and me at the mm-hmm. Mr. John Core. That is right. Lulu, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter at Lulu underscore Pew, Twitch Lulu underscore Pew. I'm currently playing through Dragon Age Origins at the moment, OG RPG, but um, yeah, maybe play some Doom now. That could be on the list. Yeah, get on that biz. And Nick, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter as Ruthlessly Nick, and you can find me on Twitch as Ruthlessly Ruffles, and I will be doing my first affiliated stream on Friday. Congrats. Damn, congratulations, well Nick. Get over there, guys. Go and support Nick. Follow him. Subscribe if you can. Give him that Amazon Prime subscription if you've got that for free. You may as well use it. A lot of people don't know that you have that. Go and use it. Give it to fucking Twitch streamers because they need it. They need the support. Yeah, yeah. And you can find me everywhere at HasWild. And you can find me on literally everywhere at HasWild. And if you want to message us, you can message us at griefbrio at gmail.com. Subscribe. Leave a little like. I don't know. Leave us a review if you're listening to the audio-only podcast. And it better be on Cephalopod or we're going to be mad. <laughs> Let's go, guys. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye.